Amen. It's under the blood. See, once you receive Christ into your heart, amen, and your life, and you just did, he just didn't save you. So we, we, oh, we know him as Savior, but he's also our Lord. Amen. Now he wants to sit on the throne of your heart and direct you. <laughs> he's not going to go back to that mess. He's going to take you to that purpose he, for, he had for you. That thing he prepared for you before the foundation of the world, that's what he's going to lead you to. He sent us all here for a reason. Amen. And whatever that reason is, we got to find that out and walk in it. Amen. That's the definition of success. Finding out what your purpose is in the Lord and doing it. Huh? Not just hearing it, not just knowing it, but the Bible says happy is the man or woman that do it. We got to do it, saints of God. Amen. Don't go back. Yeah, we all been through some mess. Huh? Without the Lord, we're lost without him. That's what the psalmstress says. It's a, it's a song, I think, by B.B. and C.C. Winans just, just, just simply says, Lord, I'm lost without you. <laughs> before, we, before God called us, amen, before he chose us, before he took us out of darkness and put us in the marvelous light, we was lost. We was doing things in our own strength, amen. <laughs> And so many other wrong things. I'm preaching to myself right now, saying so many other wrong things. Hallelujah, Lord. We have to go forward, saints. Hallelujah. When God was delivering his people out of Egypt, out of slavery, out of bondage, and it was hard for them to leave what they were familiar with. I want to show you sometimes we want to move forward, but it's so hard to leave what we're familiar with. Amen. Even if it's not the best thing for us. A lot of times what we what we leave and what we're going, getting away from is not the best thing for us, but it's so hard to let things go. We're creatures of habit. Amen. We become accustomed to things and dread changes. Dread habits. We don't want to stop. Amen. I remember when I was a smoker, I smoked for 10 years. Oh, I wanted to quit so bad because I wanted to be athletic. I wanted to play tennis. I wanted to jog. I wanted to do all those things. And just the thought of smoking made me, made me think I couldn't be all that I can be and smoke. But I could not stop. <laughs> it had a hold on me. It was so tight. Amen. I couldn't get away. That's why I give all the glory and honor to God because I I, plead, I said, Lord, you got to take this away from me because I cannot stop. <laughs> and he took it away from me, saints. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, that's why I love praising God today and worship him and, and serving him and all of those things because he's, he's a way maker. Amen. Huh? If we, we ask God, if it be thy will, but it is his will, amen, for us to move forward, huh? For us not to be looking back, for us to break all those bad habits, amen? We can't do it in our own strength. <laughs> Jesus said, Jesus told us, he said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh 
is weak. <laughs> See, the flesh is weak. We need the Lord. We need God. He's a necessity. He's not optional in our lives. And today, that, it, that should be so clear for all of us. When we see all this mess that's going on in this world today, <laughs> because of there's no God, there's no father, fatherless homes. And I'm, talk, I'm talking about more than just a father figure or a dad. <clears throat> I'm talking about there's no Christ. There's no Jesus. <laughs> Amen. There's no connection to the father in heaven. Jesus is our connection to the father. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. It's just hard to leave what we're familiar with, saints. Amen. The apostle Paul said it like this. Listen to this, saints. If you would, <clears throat> turn in your Bibles real quick to Philippians chapter 3. And what I want you to see is verse 13. Philippians 3 and 13, this is what it says. It says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. <laughs> You know what that means? Let me stop in that scripture verse right there. He says, I count not myself to have apprehended. And when I read the text in its entirety, he was saying, I haven't gained everything in Christ yet. That's what he was saying. I don't count myself to have apprehended. I don't have it all yet in Christ. And neither do we. We're growing in godliness. Amen. So don't be hard on yourself. Just keep going forward. But he says, brethren, I, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Check out what Paul is saying here. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. <laughs> see, see, and think about it. Now we're talking about the apostle Paul. He's saying, I'm not going back. He said, I forget those things which are behind. Paul has some tough, tough things to forget, saints. We do too, but Paul was persecuting and killing Christians. Amen. You think he wanted, remember what that lifestyle he was living? Remember, he was Saul before he was Paul. What? Amen. And oh. Jesus met him on that road to Damascus. Right there in the air. He said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Oh. He was killing Christians. Oh, he was in straight Pharisee into the law. He wasn't having it. It's already wet. That's like having that grace and mercy that Jesus Christ brought in huh? to save us, to connect us back. He thought he could do it himself in his own righteousness. And many today think that. Amen. Oh, I can that, be good. No, you can't. It's only one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus. Well, it's the part that's the only way. Down there is like, no other way. Amen. And why is that? Because we have the sin that holds us down and Jesus paid the sin debt <laughs> you can't be good enough he called the Pharisees a bunch of a bunch of uh, of um how do you put it hypocrites he said you hypocrites you all trying to put this law on everybody and you can't do it and then for some of the folks that thought think they can do it I can be good enough to work myself into heaven it's a law that says if you break one of God's laws guess what you broke them all. Amen. There's no getting to the Father without the Son through Jesus. There's no way to do it. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And Paul had wisdom. He said, one thing I do, I haven't arrived in Christ yet fully, totally where I want to be in him. 
But one thing I do, I do, I forget that stuff that all that all them persecutions and all that stuff I was doing, I forget that stuff, stuff behind me. And reaching forth unto those things which are before me. Oh, that's what I'm trying to get you to see today, saints. I want to bless you real good and keep you in the moment. See, we walk by faith right now. We don't walk by sight. Amen. And faith is, when is faith? Faith has a time. Faith is now. And the scripture says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It's now. That's how we live. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We can't go back, saints. Amen. Jesus took Paul out of darkness and put him in the marvelous light, saints, just like he did us. And Paul doesn't want to go back to that. He said, I forgot that stuff. He said, one thing I do. See, if you, you might can't do everything, but there's one thing you need to do that. You need to forget that stuff. Let it go. <laughs> Amen. Look at verse 14. He says, I let that stuff go and I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Everybody say amen to that. <laughs> That's our goal, saints. Amen. To press forward to the mark of the prize of the high calling, which is of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Amen. We got to keep pressing forward. Oh, I got to get you to see this today, saints. Because some of us are being held in bondage by the past. We won't let it go. Huh? God wants to bless you. He got something brand new for you. You know how God does it? He says it like this. He says, old things are passed away. Behold, everything is new. He got some brand new stuff for you, but you won't let the past go. Let it go. It's over. It's done. Put it under the blood. Cast that care on Christ. I know it's hard. It's hard to let it go, but we got to let it go if we want to move forward. We can't go forwards and backwards at the same time. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let me give you a quick personal testimony. One of the hardest things was for me to leave my home in Country Club Hills. <laughs> my wife had no problem with it. Huh? She was out of there. She was packing everything. and Oh, she was, she was, but I was just holding on to that place. Because we had been there for over 20 years, saints. We raised our kids there. We got married there. We, we trained our children in that place. We built up our careers in that place. But, my, but in my spirit, I knew it was over, saints. The neighborhood was changing so much. It was gunshots all the time. Folks fighting each other. We had a, uh, some people moving across the street, and they just come out in the street and just fight. Just couldn't understand it. Almost every night or every other night, they would be in the street fighting. And I was just thinking, why don't they just go to sleep? Don't people sleep at night? Every night we see in ambulance or uh, ambulances and police uh lights flashing, disturbing our rest. Amen. <laughs> it was just getting so out of hand, thanks to God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. But I was holding on to that. I was holding on. But no more. <laughs> I was reading in Genesis, saints, chapter 19. And that's where I want you all to go right now. 
and because it reminded me a lot of what we're dealing with today. Amen. How we just want to hold on to things that's not good for us. Amen. I want to get I want to get that out of your spirit today so you can move forward and be all that you can be in Christ Jesus. Oh, it's exciting. Life in Christ is exciting, saints. Amen. And he wants to do some things in you, but you got to let that old stuff go. Let it go. Yeah, it happened to you. It hurt you. Amen. But let it go. God got a new thing for you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You all in Genesis 19. See, when you're walking with God and you got the Red Sea in front of you, saints, and you have Pharaoh's army behind you, don't look back. Huh? Keep pressing forward. Amen. God is with you. I mean, just remember, God is with you. <laughs> you're okay. You're in the perfect hands. Let me show you this, saints of God. Hallelujah, Lord. I'm in Genesis 19, and let's look at verse 1, saints. It says, and there came two angels to Sodom at Eden, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot seeing them rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. So here we have two angels entering into Sodom. And Lot is sitting at the gate and he's, he's uh, uh, meeting them, greeting them, amen. Let me say this, an angel saints of God is a messenger. So we got the two messengers and they're, they're bringing Lot a message, amen. Look at verse two, saints of God. It says, and he said, behold now, my Lord's turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house and tarry all night and wash your feet, and you shall rise up early and go on your ways. And they said, nay, but well, we will abide in the street all night. <laughs> oh, they was on assignment, saints. The angels didn't want to stay at Lot's house. Amen. They wanted to stay in the street so they can see what's going on. <laughs> God sent them there for a purpose. He sent us all here for a purpose. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. It was on God's assignment. Look at verse 3, saints. And he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in unto him and entered into his house. And he made them a feast and did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. So Lot convinced them, saints, <laughs> to stay at his place. It says he pressed upon them greatly. So he convinced them to stay there, and he cooked them a, a meal. He, it, it, the scripture is calling it a feast. Oh, they was eating good. Look at verse 4, saints. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round, both old and young, all the people from every quarter. Now, I want you all to notice something here. It says, all the people, old and young. We can't make a mistake about this city. They surrounded Lot's house. And as we read on, we're going to find that this indeed was a wicked city. Amen. Oh, we see a lot of wickedness going on today, saints. Don't we? Amen. We, we once stood on some principles of God, but now this lawlessness is going rampant. 
I heard on January 1st, they got the new uh, no bond out law and a whole bunch of other laws that's going into effect. And many folks are afraid it's going to be lawlessness in the street. They don't have to post bond anymore. They just going to let them go. Amen. Oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, but we're protected in the Lord. We, do, we dwell under the shadow of the almighty and that's the place to be, saints of God. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. We're going forward. Everybody say amen to that. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Look at verse five, saints. And they called unto Lot and said unto him, where are the men which came in into thee this night? Bring them out unto us that we may know them. Hmm. Now, these men that have surrounded the house, old and young, inside them, they saying, bring these men out of, like, bring them out of here so we can know them. What does that mean, saints? They're trying to meet them? <laughs> that's, not what they, that's not what they're saying. See, the, when the Bible speaks of knowing, it's speaking of a sexual, sexual relationship. Amen. For example, in Genesis 4 and 1, I'm going to read it to you real quick. You don't have to go there. But it says, and Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. See, when Adam knew her, it says she conceived. Amen. When they say no, it's speaking of sex, sexual relationship. Amen. She got pregnant. So when the men of the city was calling these men out of Lot's house, it was to have sex with them. It was homosexuality, big time going on in Sodom. Amen. This city, Sodom, was wicked. That's what the Bible was saying. We were, we, we, are, we are all seeing a lot of this behavior today, saints. We're seeing this today. The world is getting more and more wicked. Oh, thank you, Jesus. All right, let's get back to Genesis 19 and look at verse 6 for me, saints. It says, and Lot went out at the door unto them and shut the door after him. See, Lot trying to protect him. So he went out to try to talk some sense into these wicked men. Amen. Look at verse seven. And said, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. Trying to say what y'all trying to do is wicked. I'm praying y'all don't do this. Amen. That's what's going on right now, saints. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Look at verse eight. Behold, now I have two daughters which have not known men. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you and do ye to them as, as is good in your eyes. Only unto these men do nothing. For therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. He said, oh, don't do nothing to these men. But but if you if I give you my daughters, that's what he's saying. I got two daughters who not know two virgin daughters. He said they haven't known men. I'm gonna give them to you, but please don't do this. What you're trying to do to these men that came under my roof. That's what he's saying, saints of God. Picture that scene. <laughs> Lot is offering these wicked men, saints, his virgin daughters to to protect his guests. Amen. I guess he figured out that's just less wicked to have sex with women than men with men. 
And he's right, because God calls it an abomination. Amen. That's what God said about that. <laughs> but you know what? Lot was a righteous man, saints. Yet he made that foolish decision, because that's still a very foolish decision. <laughs> Amen. But it's a saying, what they say, God protects babies and fools, because he was actually foolish in this situation. <laughs> but just because you're righteous, I want you to get this. It don't mean you're perfect. It means you are in Christ. That's what it means. Someone say you're righteous. That just means you're in Christ. Because your righteousness and my righteousness is like a filthy rag. Amen. You following Christ makes you righteous. Amen. See, our righteousness is in Christ. Everything we need is in Christ. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Let me show you quickly. Lot was a righteous man. Turn, if you will, real quick to 2 Peter in chapter 2. I'm going to show you something about Lot. Who made this decision? 2 Peter 2 and 6 says this. And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. Now, God here made Sodom and Gomorrah an example. I don't know what we're thinking here in America and many other cities. Well, what we got going on, this unlaw, this uh, uh, lawlessness, this lawless world that we're trying to walk into, what, do, what are we thinking? I don't know. Amen. But I know he made Sodom and Gomorrah some ashes for an example. We have an example. I know that. Look at verse 7 says, and delivered just like, it says, what, what about like? And delivered just like. He was a just man. Vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. See, God delivered only Lot out of the city. Lot was dis disturbed by the filthy conversation of these wicked men. That's what this scripture is saying. Now look at verse 8. For that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. <laughs> I just wanted to show you quickly that Lot was a righteous man that was vexed with living in this wicked city. Here, I got another question, saints. You all know I have. A, I got questions. He was vexed with living in this wicked city. Why didn't he just move? I'm trying to show you all something today. How we get stuck in something. Stuck in that past. I'm going to bless you today so you can get out of that. Huh? He was in this wicked city, but he didn't move. These angels came to rescue him out of there. Uh, he must have got content in living among those wicked sinners. He must have got content with that, saints. Let me say this. It vexes your spirit to live among that kind of chaos. It vexes your spirit. It's time to move. Amen. Just leave and don't look back. And here's the thing. If you got this uh, past that's haunting you, it's vexing your spirit. That's why you have to let it go. Amen. If you have a past that's really vexing you and you now you have Christ, he's trying to take you to that place that you never dreamed of. Amen. That's what Christ is doing, doing in our lives. He said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He wants to bless you. Greater than you can even think. 
But but in order for him to do that, you have to let the past go. You gotta let it go, saints. Oh, look at verse nine, saints. It says, the Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. See, God knows how to move you and deal with sinners. He knows how to do it, saints. That's why it's beautiful to walk with him. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now we're going to go back to Genesis 9 and 9. Thanks. This is what it said, because the wicked men of the city are at, at his door demanding he sent out his guests. Look at verse 9. And they said, stand back. And they said again, this one fellow came in to sojourn and he, he will needs be a judge. <laughs> now we will deal worse with thee than with them. And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. <laughs> so the one man came, he was a judge, amen. They said, we're gonna deal with you worse than we deal with them too. Get out of the way. That's what they're saying. Amen. Oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> they were about to break the door down, saints. Let me say this to you. This homosexuality, it must be an uncontrollable lust that defies constraint. They can't control. It's like they said, get out the way. We're going to break the door down there to get in and do what we want to do. Amen. Look how they acting, saints. Look at verse 10. Oh, Lord, thank you. But the men put forth their hand and pulled light into the house to them and shut to the door. See, the angels pulled light back in the house and shut the door. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The two angels who was trying to, who Lot was trying to protect, saints, is now protecting Lot. Amen. Again, today we're talking about not looking back. And I want to show you the importance of it, saints. Amen. Because some of us, that, that, that haunts, that takes our life. That takes our real life, our abundant life that Jesus came here to give us. Because we won't let go of, of the mess. We won't let go of that past that didn't quite work out for us. Let it go. I'm telling you today, saints, let it go. God has some stuff for you beyond your wildest dreams. <laughs> I'm a living testimony of that. Let it go. You've got to let it go, saints. Thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 11. But they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they wearied themselves to find the door. <laughs> Listen to this scripture. Say they were still trying to find the door. Blinded. The angels smote the men with blindness. They couldn't see. But it says they was wearing this. They was trying to get to them so bad. They, they, they wearied themselves trying to find the door. That's what the scripture is saying. <laughs> you all want some real revelation. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. I know you do. I'm going to give you this one right here. The homosexual lifestyle will blind you where you can't see the door. I'm trying to give you something, a piece of meat, something great. Huh? Because Jesus is the door, but they can't see that. 
They're blind. <laughs> oh, I hope you catch this one here. <laughs> the only way through the Father is through Jesus. They can't see it. They, they're blind. They're wearying themselves, doing all this foolishness because they can't see the door. Oh, y'all better catch that revelation right there. Jesus said that himself. <laughs> Look, Thomas said to Jesus, we don't know where you're going and how do we know the way? Because Jesus was telling them, you know and you know the way. He said, no, we don't. We don't know the way. We don't know where you're going. And this is what Jesus said in John 14, 16. He said, Jesus said unto him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Jesus is the door to the Father, saints. And I'm trying to show you <laughs> that lifestyle that they were living in Sodom and Gomorrah. They were blind. They couldn't see the door. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We're seeing a lot of that blindness today, too. It's getting stronger and stronger. They're getting more and more blind. They're making more and more laws to protect the blindness. Oh, thank you, Jesus. But we're praying more and more, saints. Huh. Scripture said when the enemy comes in, and I'm going to put the, 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 uh, the uh, punctuation mark there, the comma, when the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, God will raise a standard against it. God has the flood. So we're good, saints of God. We just stay in Christ. We're walking with God. When we walk with God, that red sea is in front of us, but we keep going forward. Please say amen to that again. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Jesus is the door, saints. Amen. And they can't see it. All right, let's look at verse 12, Genesis 19 and 12. And the man said unto Lot, Has thou here any besides? The angels are saying, Anybody else here besides you? Son in law, and thy sons, and thy daughters, and whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place. So the men are saying, Lot besides you, bring your son-in-law, bring your sons, bring your daughters, bring everybody out of this place. They're saying, get out of this place. You and your family, get out. That's what they're saying, saying to God. And that's what I'm hearing today. Get out. Don't go back to it. Amen. Let it go. <laughs> if you're caught up in the world system, get out of it. And don't look back. Oh, I'm giving you something special today, saying to God. Look at verse 13. For we will destroy this place because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord. And the Lord has sent us to destroy it. The Lord sent them angels to destroy that place. But God is so just and fair. He's trying to get the righteous folks out of there. <laughs> and it's not many. It's just Lot and his family, it appears. But God is just. He's fair. He's trying to get them out of there. Look at verse 13, saints. This is, <clears throat> for we will destroy this place because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord. And the Lord has sent us to destroy it. Verse 14, saints of God, it says, and Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, 
up, get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seems as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. <laughs> now he's trying to tell his son-in-law, get up, let's get out of here. His daughter's husbands. <laughs> he's trying to let them know it's time to go, saints. But the scripture is saying they didn't believe him. They, it says, but he seemed as one that mocked. They didn't, they didn't believe him. <clears throat> and that, this, this scripture right here causes a great controversy. I'm going to give it to you now. Because how are these daughters of Lot virgins and they had husbands? <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a great controversy right there. Because he's saying, yeah, I got some son-in-laws. Amen. But earlier we read, he offered his two virgin daughters. So these guys that married these girls, and they don't know them. As the Bible says, they don't know them. They're virgins. <laughs> oh, my God. Husbands who never knew their wives. Y'all better catch that revelation right there. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Huh? But they must have been caught up in that alternative lifestyle as well. Because when Lot warned them and said, hey, let's get out of here. We got to go. This place is getting destroyed. He was like, oh, no. Not, not this what we got going on here. We staying. Oh, Lord have mercy. I don't know about you, saints of God. I don't know about this situation, I to say. But I do know they didn't leave the city with Lot. Lot left with his wife and his two daughters. <laughs> I'm going to leave that controversy alone. Look at verse 15, saints. It says, And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. Again, Lot just left with his wife and his two daughters. What was up with those son-in-laws? Oh, praise God. Look at verse 16. And while he lingered, the man laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him. And they brought him forth and set him without the city. Are you seeing this, saints of God? This is what I want you to see clearly today. All this is going on. And Lot is still lingering. It says, and while he lingered, while he just kept messing around, the angels had to take him and his wife and his two daughters and take them out of the city. Just put, come on, y'all, let's go now. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. And that's what I'm trying to show you with the past for us. Amen. How we keep lingering. We keep going back. We keep fooling with it. Amen. We keep letting it be a part of our life. Let it go, saints. Thank you, Jesus. If you're not strong enough, keep praying to the Lord. He'll take you, just like these angels. He's no respecter of persons. He'll take you away from it. Just tell him, Lord, I can't do this. I'm too weak. Like with those cigarettes for me. Lord, I'm too weak. I can't stop. I hate it, but I can't quit. Lord, help me. Please help me, Lord. And he took him away. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He'll take you away from that. That is hindering you. He'll take you away from it. 
Oh, Lord, thank you. I remember I'm at I'm on the golf course and a guy said, hold my cigarette while, I, while I, get, I take my shot. And I'm sitting there holding the cigarette. And as I was holding the cigarette, I couldn't even hold it. Whatever the Lord did for me, thank you again, Jesus. I had to put the cigarette down. And the guy said, he, he hit his golf shot and said, where's my cigarette? And I said, oh, I laid it right there because I couldn't hold it. God took it away from me. Oh, thank you, Lord. He wants to take some stuff away from you that's hindering your lifestyle, that's hindering your full potential in him. That past that you just don't want to let go. Let it go. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The angels took them and brought them forth. Thank you, Lord. Look at verse 17. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said, escape for thy life. Look not behind thee. Neither stay, stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. <clears throat> so the angel told him exactly what to do. <clears throat> he told Lot, he said, he told Lot and his family, he said, escape for your life. <laughs> look not behind thee. Don't look back. So I'm trying to tell you today, you're escaping for your life, the real life, your true life is in Christ. Huh? That's real life, true life, eternal life, all that's in Christ. <laughs> Holding on to this mess, you want to escape that, escape for your life. Amen? And that's what he's telling them in the scripture, escape for your life. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And he tell them, don't look behind you. Don't look back at that mess. Amen? <laughs> Now, the angels are saying, run for your life, saints. The place is about to be destroyed. Look at verse 18. And Lot said unto them, oh, not so, my Lord. Did you hear me say to God? Lot, the angels sent from the Lord, is telling him to run for his life because the place is about to go up. It's about to be destroyed. And Lot is saying to them, oh, no, not so, my Lord. See, that's what I'm trying to get us out of. We, we know that past is not doing us any good. Amen. God is saying, come on, let me take you to this new place. Let me do a new thing with you. Old things are passed away. Behold, everything is new. And we're, still, we're telling them, Oh, no, Lord, <laughs> not so. That's foolish. And I want to show that to you. <laughs> Look at verse 19. Behold, now thy servant has found grace in thy sight. This is Lot talking. And thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me and I die. Acting like that right there, saints of God, is pure foolish. Amen. They told him where to go. <laughs> but no, he's going to tell them where he wants to go. <laughs> the place the Lord tell you to go, saints, is the best place for you. Please hear me. Say amen to that. <laughs> Don't try to do it your way. In your reasoning. That's why I love that Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 scripture. 
to say, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct that path. You want him to direct your path. Don't you start to, once God tell you, look, this is where you go. Please go there. Don't, don't say, no, nah, Lord, I don't want to go there. Can, can I just go here? Go where he tell you to go. <laughs> oh, I had to bless you with that, saints of God. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Look at verse 20, saints. Let's wrap this up. It says, behold, now this city is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. Now he's on his own understanding right now. See, this is a little city. I don't have nothing to worry about in this little city. Just let me go flee to that. See, we always want that little stuff. And God want to bless you on the mountain. He want to put you on the mountain, saints. But no, we want to go to the little city. I want y'all to catch this revelation. So, so I'm going to stay on it for a minute. I'm going to camp out on it. Amen. Don't go to the little city when God want to put you on the mountain. Amen. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Look at verse 21, saints. <laughs> and he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning these things also, that I will not overthrow this city for the which thou hast spoken. <laughs> so the angel went along with Lot. And God spared the little city that Lot wanted to flee to. Look at verse 22, saints. Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou be, till thou become thither. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zor. Zor. God, let me say this about God. The Bible says if you want to brag on anything, brag on God. God is awesomely, awesomely merciful. Amen. He's truly merciful. Because the angel said, I can't do nothing. I can't destroy this place until you get out of here, until you escape. That's grace and mercy. Because Lot was shown up lingering, taking his time, constantly saying what he wanted to do. But look at the angel. He was so patient with him. Our God is a merciful God. He's just, he's fair, and he's full of grace and mercy. Oh, I want you to know that. Amen. That word Zor, or that city that he went to, that word means little city. That's exactly what he, what he wanted to do. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Look at verse 23, saints. The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zor. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah, brimstone, and fire from the Lord out of heaven. That was verse 24, saints. Verse 25 says, and he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of that of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. God destroyed everything in those wicked cities. Amen. <laughs> Does it sound familiar? <laughs> Does that sound familiar to the saints? <laughs> it's scriptural. He's going to come back and destroy all this mess. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is not going to continue like this. We are in those last times. Huh? We can see it as plain. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I want to read to you this last verse, saints. 
is verse 26. It says, but his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. <laughs> I said all this, I read all that to you to say this right here. If you know God is moving you, don't look back, saints. Believe me, you're not missing anything. Oh, the Lord is getting this into our spirit right now. Quit looking back. You're making it hard for yourself when you, when you keep looking back. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We don't want to constantly look back like we're leaving something valuable. They wasn't leaving anything valuable. It was a mess. The city was trash. That's why the angels came to destroy it. We know in our hearts, it's time to go. We know that. Move on and don't look back. We know when our life is out of control and things are just so messy. We know it. We just got to move on and don't look back. Amen. I'm preaching to myself right now, saints. Let me leave you with this final revelation, though. I just want to say this to you. The angel told Lot in verse 17 to run for his life and don't look behind him. He told him, don't stay in all the plains, but escape to the mountain, lest he be consumed. But he wanted to go to that small city. He wanted to lean on his own understanding, saints. And I want to show you what that cost him. See, for him to do that, to lean on his own understanding and not go up in that mountain, it cost him his wife because she looked back. Why didn't he just do what the angel told him to do? He would have went up to the mountain. His wife didn't have to look back. She could have saw everything. When you're on top of the mountain, you see everything. Oh, it's a great view. She would have saw that smoke. smoke. Amen. But he, he wanted to do it his way. When you want to do it your way, it's going to cost you something. Just do it God's way. Huh? If you clear. If you know that you know that you know that God spoke to you to do it a certain way, don't alter that way. Do it just the way the Lord showed you to do it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to pray right now for God to help us stop looking back. Amen. Because I certainly don't want to lose my wife and I don't want anybody to lose anything online today by constantly looking back. I pray for all right now under the sound of my voice, Lord, that we don't look back, but we continually look up to you, Father. And we go up to the mountain you're sending us to, Lord. And we trust you with all our hearts, Father. We gave you our heart. That we look to you, Lord God, and that we trust you. That's my prayer this day in Jesus' name. Amen.